You might like to <coughs> turn in your Bible, if you would, to Jeremiah and chapter 29. <coughs> where we are, <coughs> excuse me, in our study. And in the light of that, <coughs> keep in mind, if you would, that Israel was introduced to God at Mount Sinai, and in the process, they were in the presence of God. God had them build the tabernacle, which would be in their presence for 40 years plus, in their presence. Solomon, uh, David, and Solomon uh, built the temple, and God's presence was to be understood in Jerusalem by way of Solomon and the people of Israel. The people of Israel uh, got into idolatry. Solomon did himself. And in the process, the ten tribes in the north, Assyrian captivity, and uh, they disappeared. And a hundred-something years later, the two tribes in the south, Benjamin and Judah, went into captivity under Babylon. That is what's happening as we're reading Jeremiah 29. That is about to happen in a handful of years, literally, uh, in 586, uh, uh, if you can, in 586 B.C. Now, having said that little bit, and keeping that in mind, if you would, the Israelites... Uh, did not honor God. They took over the temple, as we have shared. And so the things of God uh, became religious things, symbolic things. And they lost the meaning, they lost the message. And Israel was basically godless. They had a temple, they used it, the priests, the prophets... They all were there, but they were disconnected from God. So God was missing. Up till it was supposed to be, by way of the tabernacle, by way of the temple, uh, that God was in their presence. And they were to know that and enjoy God's wonderful person and his presence. That's what they were to do. But since they have excluded God, and removed God, and God has moved out, as it were, he will, so that the temple is to be destroyed. And therefore, the admonition, uh, when Israel is not looking to God, not seeking God, but during the captivity, Babylonian, and thereafter, uh, people, when Israel is missing the temple, missing the priest, missing the prophets, Israel is going to begin to, some of them, seek God. And therefore, we read in chapter 29 and in verse 11, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, and not of evil, to give you an expected a good, a good expectation, an expected end. Then, then, 
shall you call upon me when I let you get back out of Babylon and not going to have the temple, etc., but in the process, you'll have Herod's temple ultimately, but that will be nothing, uh, and verse 12. And then shall you call upon me and go out and pray unto me. You're going to go out and you're going to go and pray, and I am going to listen to you. I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Now, you're going to find me and search for me. You're going to find me when you search for me with all your heart. Now, there's a little verb in there. You'll see it in verse 13. Verse 13 and you seek me. And that is a little verb to seek, uh, to be separate, uh, to separate from each other, to discover something, to discern something, to examine something. You take things apart to, to find out what they are, what's in them, what, what they're, what's about. And the second verb, verse 13, and you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me. That's another verb. And that little word, search, means to tear into pieces, uh, to grind to a pulp to pulverize something in order to really search. You're searching, and then you're really searching. I mean, you're taking everything to the minutest degree apart. You're doing that. Those are the two verbs we're looking at. Now, in the process of that, keeping that in mind, if you would, so Israel, Israel is uh, not seeking God, has no connection to God, a God's missing. Now, and we share together without going back to that. Remember Deuteronomy, God warns Israel at the very, very beginning in chapter 4 of that they're going to go into captivity. And when they go into captivity, uh, it's scattered all over the world, uh, then they will seek God. And when they seek God with all their heart, they'll find him. And then we read Solomon in his prayer of dedication of the temple, which is God's, where God's name was, is, was, and God's name is, was to be there, and, and he prays, and all the, all the different petitions before God on behalf of the nation of Israel, and as one of them, as we shared together, was when they are scattered, taken captive, which all of this is projected and known if, if Israel had paid attention. And when they are scattered all over the world and taken into captivity, if they turn to Jerusalem and pray and look to God, if they seek him, uh, they'll find him. And so God has made provision, uh, told them what would happen, and that it, and when God was right in their midst, they didn't appreciate it. They just didn't pay attention at all. So therefore, therefore, putting together what we need to be reminded of, because here we are. So all of you would please owe to Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 45, and put some general pieces of information together. Isaiah chapter 45, uh, picking up if I can, uh, in... Verse, oh, you'll catch the flavor of it. Verse 18. 45, 18. Uh, 4. Thus saith the Lord, 
that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. He hath established it. He created it, not in vain. He didn't create the world for nothing. Uh, he formed it to be inhabited for us humans. I am the Lord and there is none else, he said. Verse 19. I have not spoken in secret in dark places of the earth where no one could hear me. On the contrary, on the top of the mountain, and etc., etc. I said, not unto the seed of Jacob, seek, there's your little word, seek ye me in vain. I didn't say to search for me and cut everything up to try to find me. I didn't tell you that for nothing. That's the point. What I'm telling you, seek the Lord with all your heart, and you'll find him. God is not saying that as a glib statement. I want you to know I said that so that you would understand I mean it. When you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Underline, exclamation point, period. Hang on to that. Now, next thing. If you would, keep in mind, and, and you're going to have you do it, because uh, you want to visualize it over and over again. Hebrews, Hebrews and chapter 11. In God's written word, and the key to it all, Hebrews 11, picking up directly, if I can, in verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible. Therefore, it is not possible any other way except by faith. Only faith. You can't do it any other, any other way, no matter how you cut the cookie. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Why? For he that comes to God, to seek God, he that comes to God must believe that he is right now. I am that I am hath sent me, said Moses. I am that he is. Right now, he is. That he and then that he is a rewarder. He pays pays full price. No, no stinginess about it. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek, one word, to diligently seek him. If you mean business, I am a rewarder. I'm going to reward you if you diligently seek him. I'm going to reward you. You understand that he is. He's saying, I am, and I want you to know, I'm telling you who I am, not for a whole lot of little words or booklet or a thesis or a message, I'm telling you who I am so that you understand that I am. And that I expect you to understand that I am. I'm here now. And I want you to understand that. A way to may help you with that as we journey along here. Just think if you would, if you were in the bottom, uh, not the bottom, but if you were in the ocean, out in the ocean, and could imagine yourself in a special little submarine, and I put you in the submarine and lowered you down into the depths of the ocean. And you would, you would be very conscious, especially if it was all glass, you would be very conscious 
that you were in the middle of the water. True? Would there be any question that you're not in the middle of the water? No matter how you look at it, you're in the middle of the water. Now, move it again. You and I, right now, are at the bottom of the ocean of the air. Here's the air going up, and we're at the bottom. Are you in the middle of the air? When aren't you in the middle of the air? When you went to work, were you in the middle of the air? When you went to bed, were you in the middle of the air? When weren't you in the middle of the air? You're always in the middle of the air. You're always in the middle of God. You can't get out of the... We do all these things. You know this. You can't get out of the presence of God. God isn't going to be any more God in, on the third planet from... Uh, no, that's us. Uh, God isn't going to be any more God out there in Pluto or Mickey Mouse or anywhere else. You have God is God in his totality right now. The air, the water, and God. And you're right in the middle of it. Whether you like it or not, understand it or not, feel it or not, it's totally immaterial. You're in the presence of God right now. How far do you go to get to God? You don't. Hang on. That's the whole point. Israel, you stoops, you were right in the middle of God to enjoy him, and you pushed him out of the picture. So now you've got to seek him. Because you pushed him out of the picture. Hang on. So, you must believe that he is. Is, right now, right now, right this very, very second. And, and therefore to seek him. Now, we need something else that will help you with this all, as you know. Acts chapter 17. And in Acts chapter 17, picking up if I may. You remember, we shared it last time, I think, to the people of the city of Athens, where Paul was ministering. You're bringing the gospel. Acts chapter 17, verse 27. That they should seek the Lord. There's your little verb. Seek the Lord, if haply, if perchance, they might feel, 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 grope, to grope like a blind man, like we shared. You can't, but you feel, you feel your way along. That's what you do. You're groping. Feel your way along. If they might feel after him and find him, though, underline, though he be not far from every one of, of us. Now, what would you tell the unsaved Athens? You'd tell them, God is right here, right here. As if you were talking to the Athens, Athenians. And you tell them, God's right here. How far away is God? 
He isn't up on Mars somewhere or somewhere else. He's here. You see. What do they need to know, these unsaved people? God's here. You're in his presence. The trouble is, he is. But you guys don't know it. Now, hang on. So, having said that, Romans chapter 10. And you would note, remember now, this is quoting from Deuteronomy chapter 30. So we're going from there, moving right over to Romans. Romans chapter 10, picking up, if I can, in verse 8. Now remember, Israel had the the word right in front of them, if they just believed it. Verse 6, But the righteousness which is of faith... Without faith it's impossible to please him. Speaketh, speaketh on this wise. Say, say not in thine heart, what, who shall ascend into heaven? And that is to, be, to bring Christ down. Who's going to go get him? Who's going to get God and tell him to come down? Verse 8. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. Who's going to go down and make that happen? Verse 8, but, on the contrary, contrast, but, what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is, the word of faith which we preach. You're reading the verse, you're looking at the Bible, and here we are, you can't get closer. You can't get any closer to God. Well, now, and that's why, verse, verse 9, you know, that if, the, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now, so keeping that in mind, verse, verse, 15, verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, God, here we are in your presence. Absolutely, absolutely in my presence. And we needed to understand and recognize, God, uh, that uh, we don't need to, you aren't going to move. Uh, we're the only ones that move around. And, uh, and we're, we're to know you in a very unique, unique and wonderful way. Now, having said that and keeping that in mind, over to John chapter 5. The Gospel of John in chapter 5. Again, that which you're familiar with. But tying it together so you see it. And in John chapter 5, picking up please, uh, if I can, oh, I'll go to verse 38. And you have not, you have not uh, his word abiding in you uh, for whom he say, for whom he hath sent, uh, him, uh, him uh, for whom he has sent, uh, him ye believe not. Verse number 39. Search the scriptures, search them, seek, search, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Now, God, you gave your word, that's what Deuteronomy 30, and you have in Romans 10, uh, you gave your word. 
and we can read it. We can read it, have it in our head and heart, in our mind. We can quote it. We can say it. We can look at it. Uh, wow, we could sing it. God, they're going to what? They're going to tell about you, the wonderful, wonderful person that you are. So the scriptures are going to go and make it real of who you are. Remember we read together last time, I think, in, in Daniel in chapter 9 and verse 3, Daniel was looking, reading Jeremiah, the one we're looking at, Jeremiah chapter 29. And he was reading Jeremiah, and he recognized, he started counting the years, and he said, hey, we're supposed to go back to Israel, back to Israel, not from Babylon. And he, he prayed and looked to God, and that's where the prophecy of Daniel 9, etc. comes in. What were you doing, Daniel? I was reading what God said. I was seeking God. What do the scriptures do? Think of Sunday. The scriptures are what? They are known. God knows everything. So when he writes what he already knows, when you read it, it already, it's all going to be. It's not a guess about what it's going to be or if it's going to be. It's written. God saw it, wrote it, predicted it, prophecy. You don't have to guess at it. It's just going to be. So when you read the wonderful promises, etc., etc., you want to understand and be encouraged in a very wonderful, wonderful way. Search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Over to Psalm 14. And picking up, please, in Psalm 14, and you'll recall it, verse 1, 14, 1. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and what? Seek God. He's looking to see, is anyone interested in who he is? He is. Anyone interested in who he is? He's reaching out. I want to find somebody. Is anyone down here interested? As I say down here, <laughs> in his presence. Is anyone interested in knowing me? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> Seek me. That's what I want to know. The fool is said in his heart, no, no, there's no God and I can't see God, I can't feel God, I can't do anything, God, so therefore you must not be. God, it must not be at all. On the contrary, you are in a most wonderful way. Now, having said that little bit, over if you would please to Amos. In the book of Amos, picking up, just rem again, putting pieces reminding us, Chapter 8, and what is, is the ten tribes in the north, they're going into captivity. So they, what business do they do with God? None. <laughs> they have no business with God. <laughs> God's going to judge them. <laughs> now, so in judging them, now what are they doing? Uh, they, have a little, they have a little worship center in Bethel in the south, 
and they have one up in Dan, up in the north, and those two places, they don't have to bother going to Jerusalem to church. They don't have to go to Jerusalem. Just go to Bethel or Dan, whichever's closest, and enjoy the priesthood and everything we're giving you, providing for you. Huh. Now, God, <coughs> Amos, what are you going to do? I'm going to tell him. Chapter 8, God has it to say, picking up if I can, uh, oh, in verse 10. And I will turn their feast into mourning and all your, all your songs into lamentation. And I will bring up sackcloth upon all loins and baldness upon every head. And I will make it as the mourning of an only son and the end thereof as a bitter day. Wow. Verse 11. Behold, the, the days come, saith the Lord, God, God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they, verse 12, shall wander, from sea to sea, Mediterranean, the Dead Sea, etc., and from the north even to the east, and they shall they shall run to and fro to seek to seek. There's your verb to seek the word of the Lord, but they shall not find it. Not going to find it. God, God say something. If God doesn't say anything, then who says it? The government, education, our human rationale, human reasoning. Uh, who says anything? Who wants to know the future? How is it going to go? Who's going to work it out? And then we, the world system with all of the nations, politics in Washington, playing the game, playing the game, playing the game. Because we don't have God. Without God, we have to play the game on our terms because we don't see. We're in the dark. We can't see future. What hope is there? We don't have any. So all we can do is hope we make it and play the thing out, that hope it'll come out all right and with what we want. We want to win. We don't want to lose, etc., etc. Now, so having said that and keeping that in mind, or if you would please, oh, in your Bible to Isaiah 55. Isaiah and chapter 55. And you will note, please, in Isaiah 55, picking up if I can, oh, a little bit, a bit, not much, uh, a verse, well, I'll go directly to verse 6. Seek ye the Lord, there's your verb, seek ye the Lord, while he may be found, there's your word, to seek the Lord with all your heart, and you will find him. There's your word, find and, and seek. Seek ye the Lord, while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. You want to seek God where you can. Where you can. Because it could be where you can't find him. He won't hear. And if you were in Jerusalem and praying for that city, God said, don't bother praying. I'm all finished with it. Jerusalem's going to go to ruin. 
So there's no sense in you telling God, asking God, because it's already set. Already set in cement. Not going to change. Now, so God, seek the Lord while he may be found. Keep in mind, verse 7, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. That means don't go, don't go by your plans, desires, dreams, wishes. And let him return, verse 7, unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. So God, all we got to do, people, we've got to do is turn around and seek him. Seek him. Well, but I'm already in his presence. Hang on to that. We may not get to it. You're already in his presence. But if I don't know that, and I lost that sensitivity, then I have to seek him. I don't know where he is. You ever ask people that? Where do you think God is? I don't know where God is. Where is God? I don't know. Right? Try it. Try it nicely. Find the person that won't yell at you at work or something. And just try it to them. Say, listen, where do you think God is? Where do you think God is? You know? Wow. So now, here we are looking, God, in Isaiah 55. And, and God, you're going to pardon. Verse 8, for my thoughts, big, huge difference, are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. So we got a whole different world, and, uh, and uh, we're visible and uh, we're limited by our fleshly, earthly conditions, our human senses, and we can't. Angels, angels have no problem, but we do, because we're still in this body, and we can't, it's hard for us to measure the invisible, which is, as you said, 2 Corinthians 4 and 8, 16, 17, 18, is far more powerful and real than what we see, what we see. Well, so God, we, we just don't. So therefore, therefore, God, your ways and your thoughts are higher than the heavens. And so therefore, we're going to have to pay attention to what you're telling us. And if we don't pay attention, how do we handle, handle rightly the invisible God in whose presence you presently are? How do you handle God in his holy heavenly sovereignty right now how do you handle it when you can't see him you got all your thoughts and work and home and school and everything how do you handle it I don't know what are we going to do with our mind oh, I have to think about it that's right that's because we don't think about it we just should understand it's real and God, I need to understand that. And therefore, God said, I want you to know, if you're trying to get a handle on it, to be able to put it in a little package in your pocket and be able to hold it in your hand and say, I understand God. Forget that. <laughs> Forget that. <clears throat> I got a little tissue here. That's the best you're going to hold. <laughs> We're not going to hold God. But we try to. We try to do it. That's what we try to do. So here we are, God. We can't be better off no matter how you cut the cookie. <laughs> We're in your presence. 
How far do I have to go? I don't have to go anywhere. You know everything, understand everything. Your every present power, knowledge. We, God, we're thinking about these things. Here we are, God. Wow. But we don't appreciate it. We don't practice it. We had a thing once that you know, do it. To one of the thing with a brother Lawrence or something hundred years ago, practicing the presence of God. Remember that. Practice, practicing the presence of God. Practice it. But I don't practice it. Well, then you don't have. Yeah, you have to seek Him, don't you? When you got a problem, you got to find Him. See. And you don't have to do that. And verse nine. As the heavens are high in the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Verse 10. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not, tither, it accomplishes its purpose. Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Here's the scriptures. You're reading them. You're reading them. All right. Verse Verse 10. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth, and and bud, the ground, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. That's how we get our whole economic food system. Verse 11. So, as the food system to take care of our physical body, so that my word, my word uh, be that, Goeth forth out of the mouth, it shall not return unto me void. Remember, God said, You won't seek me for nothing, vain. It will not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I, which, which I please, and it shall prosper at the thing whereto I sent it. It's going to work. Now, God, here we got your word in a most wonderful way, and God, we're to go. And seek you with all our heart. And God, when we seek you with all our heart, we're going to find you. And the word, so that's what you've given us the word for. And we have to understand that. That's why you're going to read. Because otherwise, you, you have no way to, to, to cross over to the invisible. Now, we know we can see the sound waves. We all believe that. That, that if you had the right radio or, or television or some unit... You could pick up right now, push the button, and you'd pick up the sound waves, the pictures from all over the world. True? All over the world. Can't see them, can't touch them, can't smell them. But with the right instrument, there it is. And, and, and when, when we're reminded of it, uh, we, we agree, we agree. Do we see them? Do we see the pictures? Do we hear the sound? Zero. We just believe it. Now, God said, listen, you're going to have to go and understand that what I am and who I am, I am God, he said. And therefore, therefore, because I'm God, you're, not, you're, going, to have to, you're going to have to have a bridge. That's my word. I've given you my word so that you'd know, so that you'd know in a most wonderful way and seek me with all your heart, and you're going to go and find me when you seek me with all your heart. That's what you're going to do. You don't have to go far. 
You have to, what do you have to do? Seek. You've got to pay attention to the Word, search the Scriptures. I read them, and they remind me of God's wonderful person. That's how I got the Bible. God gave us the Bible. And so we read the Bible, and there's God, and God, I'm reminded about God, and God, then I start practicing. God, God is God. He is. And we believe, and we're resting. So our prayers, how far do we go? We don't. We don't. That's why God says, it to, you know all these things, First Thessalonians, in everything give thanks, in pray, forget that, the verse above it, and uh, uh, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Don't let your prayers get interrupted. What's that mean? You're, you're, what do you think? Remember, we, think of John we're doing in Sunday school, uh, morning worship. The branches to what? What's the branch supposed to do? Abide. When does it, does it have to worry about to, when it wakes up in the morning, is it abiding? When the rain comes, does it have to care about abiding? Does it ever care? Does it ever have to abide? No, because it is abiding. And if it's abiding, it's abiding. If he's your God, he's in your heart, didn't you receive him as your Savior? Sure you did. How far do you go to get to God? That's why God did. Why did God come and in, born in Bethlehem of Judea, etc.? To understand, how can we ever handle God? We can't. So God made himself in his wonderful way, in his grace, to help us understand God's magnificence. So that therefore us humans can relate to God. The same as our Lord did. The same as Moses did. The same as Abraham did. The same as Noah did. That's what we do. And we, that's what we learn it. We just abide. It's what it is. It's what it is. What it is. In a most wonderful way. If, if you were very familiar, uh, it may not be a good illustration. If you were familiar with in a uh, laboratory or something, where you looked at and studied all kinds of microscopic Bacteria, I think I read that the other day somewhere, <coughs> that your body carries, I don't know how they did it, four to six pounds of bacteria. How's that? Isn't that good? Four to six pounds of you are bacteria. <laughs> now, bacteria are little guys, understand? So, to be a pound of bacteria, they're going to have to be a lot of bacteria to add up to a pound. Don't you think so? <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, God, here we are, and we're looking to you to help us. So we need to go and, and look to you and by faith, and we learn to enjoy, like the back of the microscope, uh, we, we, we get, we're so used to looking, if we're doing that all the time, we're looking at seeing things that normally people don't see. They take a scoop here and get a sample of this and look at it under the microscope. They get a sample over here and look at it under the microscope. And they're doing this all day long. And do you know what? When, they're out, when they go out to, to open the doorknob, what would you think? You do it all day. I'm, I'm handling... A doorknob full of everything. 
Why? I'm sensitive to it. I do it in the microscope all day long. It's my world. But we don't do that. For me to sit down and figure out a pound of bacteria, I don't have enough lifetime. God. But if I did that as a way of life, boy, would I be sensitive. We're believers. We should be very sensitive to God's wonderful presence. So we don't have to go anywhere. That's why the Spirit of God is going to go and exalt Christ and honor Christ in you so that you can enjoy what? God, isn't it? The Spirit of God's ministry is to make Christ known to you. What do you mean, God known? How can we know? We can't, I can't go. He, he's crucified. That's how I know. He, that's how I know him. He took me, took you to Calvary's cross in a most wonderful way. He, 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 Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, took you, me, to the cross. And that's where I met him. That's where we know him. And not only do we know him by way of our death, we know him by way of his life. And so we're very gone. That's what you just read in Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Believe in thine heart that what? God raised him from the dead. That's what you're doing. And you're practicing. I got it, God. So I, and you start doing that, practicing the presence of God, and you enjoy God. He's always there. And he's out here. And if you're saved, he's in here. And I have to go far. I'm, you, you know, I'm part of him out here, and he's part of me in here, and we are one. And so are you. You understand that? That's awesome. Wow. And that's what you're trying to tell us in Jeremiah 29. What? The, the day will come that Israel will seek me with all their heart, but not yet. In closing, over to Psalm 119. Appreciate your patience. Trust you got a little bit. I'm just trying to help you see it. Psalm 119, and you'll know it, uh, wonderful, uh, the Hebrew alphabet, all 24 letters, uh, 22 letters. And picking up, please, uh, in o, uh, verse, uh, the, verse 2. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. That's right. It's a relationship. It's a God. I don't want part of you. I don't want. To, I mentioned G O D, God, my God and Savior. Uh, that's all of God. I don't expect uh, piecemeal it. I don't want part of you. I just want the person of God. When you're with a doctor, don't you want the whole doctor? When you're with a dentist, don't you want the whole dentist? You want the whole, the whole person. How can you speak about God and piecemeal? We don't. Now, so therefore, verse 9, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my, verse 10, with my whole heart have I thought, sought thee. There's the word, sought, search. Oh, let me not wander 
from thy commandments, thy word. Therefore, thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they're about me. So God, I don't want to lose the scripture. I don't want to lose you. <laughs> See? I don't want to lose you. It's your word. Wow, i got to quit. Hope you got a little bit. Seek me in all your heart, and you'll find me. But since you're already found, and I'm already there, and you're there, I don't have to move. That's a wonderful truth. But for God's people that are staying healthy, they don't need to do that. They're already there. They're already there. So how far do we have to go, God, for you? Nowhere. Nowhere. Where am I going to go, God, that you want? Nowhere. To bed, white, sleep, and uh, God, and we're able to know you because of Christ in us who makes all of this real and right in a most wonderful way.